everybody, welcome to another episode of Nostalgia and Now. As always, it's your host, Kelly. I will say my original podcast got deleted, and I guess that's the universe just being like, listen, it was no good. You have to redo it. But I'm excited to be here, and it is a, and it is one of the first episodes in a while that I've been doing solo. Thank you guys for hanging out with all the guests that we've had. We've had Lo, we've had Bridget, we'd have, we've had Jemmy, we've had Maggie, we've had Annabelle, a bunch of awesome, incredible guests that I've been so excited to talk to, but I'm excited just to hang out just us. You know, it's been a little bit. It's been a little while. I miss you guys. You guys are like, listen, listen, we know who, we know you, Kelly. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> no. If you hear anything in the background, I apologize. It is Jolene being an absolute menace. If you don't know who Jolene is, she is my kitten. She's here. She's hanging out. She's going to be here forever, right? Like she's my cat now. But she is an absolute maniac, and I do feel like within the last week or so, we've bonded a lot more, which I was worried about. I was really nervous that I was not going to bond with her, and luckily we have. She still isn't sleeping in my room just because whenever we try it, she wakes up at 2 a.m. and she's like, let's fucking fight, and I'm like, listen, I'm asleep. So she gets the whole apartment. I lock myself in the bedroom, and so far it's been working. So far, so good. Also, if you hear like bells and stuff in the background, I apologize. That's her playing with her favorite tunnel toy that I got her. Um, I wish I could lock her in the bathroom so we could have like the perfect recording, but I won't do that to her. Like, I feel like that's kind of mean. She'll cry and make me feel really bad. But this week we have a lot of really awesome stuff. There's a lot of pop culture. It's funny. I was kind of like, oh, I'm going to have nothing to talk about with pop culture. And then I started making my list and I was like, wait, there's actually like a lot of pop culture that's been going on. And I like waiting till Monday sometimes to do pop culture because it is the start of the press week, like the press cycle. So we're going to get the Benefers. We're going to get the stories that happened over the weekend. And of course, we I am going to talk about Benefer and what came out today. I'm also going to be going on quite the rant. And last time I did a rant like this, I ended up getting a bunch of one-star reviews. And you know what? I am somebody, if you don't agree with me, totally, totally fine. I'm someone who's open to dialogue, open to talking, and... I'm not trying to like yell at you or say your opinion's wrong when I do these things, right? Like if you were to DM me and be like, hey, don't agree, I'd be like, why don't you agree? And then it can be a conversation. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people miss, especially nowadays. You can have conversations on things if you disagree. I'm, I'm throwing that out there right now. You can have conversations if you disagree. So one really cool thing that I found out over the week, last week, is that the British Podcast Awards are going on and you can vote for Nostalgia and Now for viewer's choice, favorite podcast. And you know what? Even if I'm not your favorite podcast, that's totally cool. Go support your favorite podcast because I think they deserve it. I'll be posting the link periodically as to how to vote. So that'll be in my story. I do have to say that I think this episode of The Hills is one of my favorite episodes that I kind of forgot about. It is the Lauren Justin Bobby rumor. Remember that episode? Well, we're going to talk about that episode. And I'll tell you what I think about that rumor and why I think Audrina was so upset and what I think happened. So we're going to go through all of that. And over the weekend, I actually did something I was uncomfortable with. Now, I've decided that I really just want to try and embrace myself. You know, I'm almost 30. I've hated my body since second grade. I can remember second grade being like, I'm fat. That was the first time I ever called myself fat. And I'm like, you know what? I need to stop doing that kind of shit. And I want to have a hot girl summer and literally hot girl summer because I sweat my fucking ass off no matter where I am in the South. Over the weekend, I actually wore like a sleeveless shirt out and I don't think I've ever done that. And I just wanted to like tell you guys, you know, I'm very insecure with how I look and my body and all this stuff, but little steps, little steps. I mean, 
I was telling my friend, I was like, I'm nervous to wear this. And she's like, honestly, unless someone's checking you out, they're not gonna care what you wear. And I'm kind of like, that's a really good point. Like it's all in my head more so than anybody else. Like, and if they don't like how I look, then fuck them. So that's the attitude I'm gonna try and have this summer. I wanna actually have a fun summer. I wanna go out. I wanna buy clothes that maybe I wouldn't typically wear. And yeah, I was just, it was exciting to kind of feel comfortable in my own skin once I did it. Like at first I was very nervous, but eventually it did go away. And I was just like, I'm just having fun. Just drinking my White Claws, minding my business, hanging out with my friend. Like <laughs> I was actually at a um, dive bar and it's right across the street from my apartment. And all I could think of was dive bar on the east side, where you at? As you all know, Delicate is one of my favorite T-Swift songs, but we have a lot to talk about this week. And I am very, very excited. I hope you guys had an awesome week and I just want to say thanks for hanging out. Thanks for hanging out with me, even if you're cleaning your house, even if you're on your drive to work, even if you're at the gym, thanks for bringing me to the gym. But yeah, let's, let's get going. Now, last week I got to do a super cool thing. I got to be in the audience at the CMT Awards. And the way I found the tickets, it's through this website called One, like the number one, I-O-T-A. And they give you the chance to be in the audience, whether it's a digital audience, whether it's a show in New York, there's just a bunch of different opportunities. I know right now they're trying to fill the audience for The Voice. So if you are in LA, you can definitely sign up and try and get that. But basically I got the email. We all had to get COVID tests. And as soon as we were good, as soon as we were COVID free, we got the go to, you know, be a part of the show. And I really wanted to go because you guys know I'm a big fan of Kelsey Ballerini. I love me some Kane Brown. And it was so much fun. There was only about 500 people there. And it was also the first time I ever got paid to be in the audience, which was a nice little surprise. I'm guessing it's because there weren't many people and they also made us go get COVID tests and, you know, do all of that. It didn't matter if you were vaccinated or not. They did not care. But I did this back in 2018, I believe, and I was in the pit. So it was a little bit different. And like CMT Fest was going on, so it was way harder to get tickets and all this stuff. But basically I had to stand from 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. And it was quite the experience. And I was like, I will never do this again. There was no fucking chance. But now I got a seat. I'm like, all right, if I'm sitting, okay, I'll go. But it was honestly so much fun. Our seats were actually behind like the acceptance stage. So we got to see who won before they went up on stage. And I was kind of like, ah, oh, like that kind of, that kind of takes away from the magic of it all. But I'm guessing that's what the VMAs are like as well. Basically the CMT awards are like the VMAs of country music. And it was just, it was a great night. Carrie Underwood kind of surprised everybody. And they had people, um, Anthony Mackie was there. And can I tell you an Anthony Mackie story? If you don't know who he is, he plays Falcon, and now he is officially Captain America, I believe. And I felt so bad. There was this girl in front of me. She must have been like 11 or 12. She was there with her mom. And almost the whole night, she was trying to get Anthony's attention. Now, I know that celebrities don't owe us stuff, right? Like, celebrities really don't owe you a wave. But everybody else was waving to fans, having a great time. And this little girl's like yelling Anthony Mackie's name. And he, his publicist turns, looked at her, and then like shook his head at Anthony. So Anthony didn't even turn around to like wave to this little girl or anything. And it kind of made me sad. I was like, that really bums me out. And of course, he's probably just trying to have a good time. But this little girl definitely wanted some Anthony Mackie attention. And I feel like I've been there with her. So I was like, oh, I feel you, girl. But yeah, overall, a really great night. I loved seeing Gladys Knight. I feel like I was seeing like a living icon, Gladys Knight. I love her so much. And her energy is just so great. Even during commercial breaks, like she was just 
up there jumping around, having a good time. She was just, she was there for the, for the energy, I guess. But Mickey Guyton, I've never really listened to her music, but I really liked her. Kelsey Ballerini did a new song. And like I said, Carrie Underwood kind of surprised everybody. But the performance that really brought down the house, there were two in my opinion. The first one being her and Chris Stapleton. If you haven't watched that, I highly, highly suggest it. They do an incredible job together. And then I love the song Famous Friends with Chris Young and Kane Brown. And they ended on that note. And it was just great. It was a great night overall. So I definitely highly recommend it. And again, the website is 1IOTA. There's also probably like casting... Um, extras in your city if you live in a big city. I know Boston has a lot of movies being filmed there. Providence, Rhode Island has some movies being filmed. Chicago. So if you're in any of those kind of bigger areas, even Philadelphia, definitely suggest trying to find like a casting extra audience type of thing. Apparently in LA, it's very intense. But in Nashville, it's just kind of like you sign up. If they need you, you get an email. If they don't, they tell you they don't need you and you go on with your day. So That is my CMT award experience. Now, you guys know that I like to subject myself to teen moms still, and somebody DM me and they were like, will you please talk about this past week's episode? Now, I have to say, there isn't much I remember about the episode other than Jade and Brianna. Now, Jade is a newer addition. Brianna's been on for a little bit. But last season or two seasons ago, Brianna got like a whole body lift from like Dr. Miami or something. And she had to get it filmed. That's how she got it for free. So Jade decided she was going to do the same thing. She got like a Brazilian butt lift. She got lipo everywhere. She got like fat transferred to different parts of her body. Let me just say, it looked like like Heidi Montag status. Like she got a lot of work done. And I'm not shaming her for doing that. Like if you want to get plastic surgery, that's totally on you. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your body. But I will say the scenes started getting so intense. So Brianna is in Florida. So she went to hang out with Jade before the surgery to kind of like talk her down. And then she was like, I'll be there after the surgery to like make sure you're okay and wear friends and MTV. (laughs) And Brianna's like, no one else will hang out with me from MTV. So we're going to be buddies. But one of the most intense scenes that I can remember in the past few years of Teen Mom 2 happened. Basically, Jade's mom has been addicted to pain pills. And she was, her mom and her stepdad went to go get her pain pills. Now, they had been gone for almost an hour and a half. Now, while all this is happening, Brianna shows up to try and support Jade, and Sean is there, who's Jade's fiance. And it is just such an intense scene. Like, they have production involved because Jade is literally screaming in pain, and nobody knows where her mom is. Her mom said she had to go to, like, six different pharmacies because they didn't have the pain pills or something like that. I call bullshit. Right? Like her mom probably took those oxys, took those pills, went and sold them. And what's even more insane, so Brianna's kind of like trying to calm everybody down. Brianna is actually the voice of reason when usually she gets pretty bananas. But she was like, no, 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 let's call 911. And what's even stranger is she does call Jade's mom, and Jade's mom's like, who are you? And she's like, I'm, I'm on the show with, with your daughter, we're friends. And it's just, it's such an insane scene. It was like four hours of Jade just being in pain, nobody knowing where her mom is, nobody knowing where her stepdad is, Sean trying to keep his shit together, and Brianna being the one to calm them all down. Again, Brianna's a firecracker. Brianna is usually the one who has so much drama, especially with men and all that. 
But to see her really handle a situation like this, I give her a lot of credit. I mean, for most of the teen mom girls, like the bars on the floor for how they handle stuff, but I think she did an incredible job. And it was interesting because during that episode, Jade was on her Instagram account. Yeah, no shit, her Instagram account. Like, why did I say that like a hundred year old woman? But she was on her Instagram answering questions and she was like, my mom wasn't addicted to pain pills. There's no way that she was like getting high. You guys are stupid. And I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck? Are you joking? Like, I didn't know if she was joking or not, but she was totally serious. She was like, no, there's no way my mom would do that. If you ask me what I think happened was her mom absolutely got those pills and her mom absolutely sold those pills. Like maybe she didn't take the pain pills, but she definitely sold them. At the end of the episode, the ambulance showed up and Jade went to the hospital because Brianna said she had like open wounds and just did not look right. And it was, it was really difficult to watch. It was definitely a hard like episode to watch, especially those scenes specifically. As I said, I don't really remember anything else about the episode. I know that Leah's daughter, Allie, got a wheelchair, which, like, that storyline always makes me so sad. I am so proud of Leah's, like, glow up. But seeing Allie and just, it breaks my heart, but I'm so happy that they are shining a light on it and that they are getting her the help she needs and she's able to do so many things. But yeah, that that whole, like, scene of Jade screaming in pain while Brian is like, what the fuck is actually going on? Yeah, Jade storyline stresses me out even more than like Janelle's storyline. So that definitely says a lot. And if you watch Team Mom 2, I wanna talk to you about that because, because I was like, am I taking crazy pills? Like there's no shit that her mom like got the drugs and sold them or did whatever. Like why would you send them and why would you send two of them and leave Sean back? It just, it wasn't right and yeah, it was, a, it was a tough episode to watch. And now that I'm thinking of like other things that have happened on Teen Mom, like Ryan nodding off while he's driving or Kiefer and Janelle nodding off on heroin at the end of an episode, maybe it's not one of the craziest things I've ever seen on Teen Mom, but it's definitely up there. It was definitely super difficult to watch. And now here we are, we are doing the hills. And it's called You Did This. And this is what I think the episode kind of let me just tell you, I've been saying I think they've been trying to position Audrina as the lead character. I think there was a power struggle between Audrina and Lauren at this point in the series. And I think that production was like, if you want the like main spot, you need to commit. Now, I have not read anything that says that. That is just what I think in my mind because Audrina like really tries to stick to her guns. But let me tell you, when Lauren Conrad's mad at you, like you don't want to fuck with her. Like if I, I never want to be on Lauren Conrad's bad side. And I've said that multiple times. Like, she's frightening in this episode. And she's like, I will fuck you up, Audrina. But the episode starts with previously on The Hills. We're reminded that Heidi got her job back. Holly's living with Lauren. Justin and Audrina are in a good place or seem to have been in a good place. And then Lauren's like, with Audrina living on her own, we're getting along better. Then, of course, it changes. But Audrina heard a rumor about me and did the worst thing a friend could do. She believed it. What was the rumor? What was the rumor? I'll tell you what the rumor was very soon. So we start off the episode. We're at lunch with Audrina and Kiara. And Audrina says the weekend was hell for her. And Kiara's like, what happened? What happened? And I'm going to play my first audio clip of the episode in three, two, one. One of Justin's close friends was like, there's something that like, I need to get off my conscience. It's been killing me. And what is it? Basically that Lauren and Justin hooked up. <gasps> oh my God. Have you talked to Lauren? Right when I found out, I called Lauren, and she's like, what are you talking about? You know I would never do that. And then she hung up on me, and then she texted me with, it really hurts me that you would say something like that. You know I'm not that person. 
I mean, I was in shock. I was in shock. I didn't know what to believe, you know? Have you talked to Justin? Justin can't even give me the respect of calling me and telling me that this never happened. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to do. When you weren't there, you didn't say you don't know for a fact if it happened. So you've got to get to the bottom of this. So basically what happens after that, Kiara is like, I'm really sorry this happened to you. And... Audrina starts to cry, and she's, like, heavily sobbing, and Kiara gets up. She stands next to Audrina, wraps her arms around her, and she's like, you'll be stronger. You're stronger than this. You can get through this. And Audrina just keeps going, I know, I know. And Kiara's like, you're going to be okay. That's all she keeps repeating. She goes, it's not very good advice, but I know you're going to be okay because you're stronger than Justin Bobby. Well, she doesn't say that, but she meant to. I don't, I guess, like, I don't understand... As we go through the episode, I'll go through like what I don't understand. So I'll just, I'll just hold it for later. But the next scene, we are at Lauren and Lowe's house and Lauren walks into Lowe's room and she goes, Audrina is crazy. Audrina is out of her mind. What are you, what are you talking about? She thinks I hooked up with Justin. And I was, I started laughing when she asked me, she's like, did you hook up with Justin? I started laughing. She was like, answer the question. Did you, or did you not? And I was like, no. And she thinks I hooked up with him. And it, it's like, she's serious. She really thinks I hooked up with Justin. Let's be clear. We all know Lauren Conrad has some questionable choices in men. But I gotta say, I don't think Justin Bobby's her type. I think she likes men who at least shower. Like as fucked up as Jason Waller was, he, he at least bathed. It is insane, Lauren says to Lowe. And then Lowe goes, it's laughable to even say that. Like, you'd never do that. And he would never do that. It's very clear that Lowe's like, you guys just don't like each other. And I'm going to play another audio clip in three, two, one. It's insulting on so many different levels. She's calling me a bad friend. She's calling me a shady person. She's calling me a slut. And she's saying that I would hook up with him. Yes, yes Audrina, I... I did. I, you know what? I couldn't resist his charm and his manners as impeccable hygiene. I was under the Justin Bobby spell. And she's calling all these people, telling them. She called Brody. She called Frankie. They all called me. Honestly, did she tell you had Justin said, yes, this happened? No. She's like, I'm not even talking to you about this. I'm like really, really upset right now. What are you going to do? Are you going to try to talk to her about it again? She's supposed to stop by later today, but... This isn't a little thing. I don't want a friend who's going to treat me that way. Unless she apologizes to me, I'm done. I'm so done. Do you think Lauren's having like PTSD flashbacks of her sex tape rumor? Because that's what I think's happening. I think that's why she's extra mad. Because she like really trusted Audrina. And even though they kind of had their outs, like they still, like they were still close enough. They were still friendly with one another. And Lauren just feels so betrayed. But also, can you imagine like getting a phone call from Brody? <laughs> Brody would be like, hey, uh, hey, I heard you did uh, something shady. I heard you, uh, heard you hooked up with Justin Bobby. And you'd be like, Brody, shut the fuck up. And he'd be like, dude, I just want to hug. Like, I'm just playing. The next scene, we are at the Spidey apartment and Holly shows up to the Spidey apartment. So she knocks on the door. Spencer's like, come in. He goes, well, well, if it isn't Little Miss Trader. She's looking for Heidi, but Heidi's not there. And Holly's like, where is she? I don't know, but I doubt she wants to see you. If you could just tell her I stopped by, I'll be like, the girl who moved in with Elsie came by, but we didn't have anything in the fridge for her, so she left. Because again, remember, Holly's the biggest moocher on the planet. Like, Spencer has said that a billion times. And Holly asks how he knows. He's like, she's like, how do you know I moved in with Lauren? Stephanie. What Heidi and I both have in common are unloyal sisters. And Holly's just like, ugh. Like, she hates Spencer so much. And again, I know that Spidey will say everything was fake, everything was an act, but I feel like Holly really did not like Spencer. I think we both had Heidi's best interest at heart, 
is what Holly said. I think you're the only person who doesn't. All you care about is yourself. Glad you know what's up, is Spencer's response to her. Glad you know what's up. And then Spencer says he'll tell Heidi, but he doesn't think she'll want to talk to Holly. And Holly just kind of rolls her eyes and walks out. And you know what? I'm going to hate myself for saying this. In this episode, Spencer might be cute. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that says. I don't, I don't know if it's just like he has enough facial hair. Like I do like some facial hair. I like a little bit more than stubble and it's not his flesh beard yet. It's just like the right amount of stubble for him. But during this scene, I'm like, is Spencer attractive? Oh my God. It's been a long 18 months, my people. So we are back at the Lauren's house and Audrina comes into the kitchen. She looks pissed off. She's trying, she's like, I gotta gear up for battle with Lauren Conrad. And nobody wants to gear up for battle with Lauren Conrad unless you're Spencer Pratt. Audrina walks in with her little white beanie and Lauren is just staring at Audrina. She's like staring at her, staring at her white beanie. Like, why the fuck are you in my house? And Audrina's like, hi. And Lauren doesn't say anything. And Audrina goes, you need to converse with me. And this is one of the most underrated lines of Hill's history. Let me tell you that. Lauren says, until you treat me like a friend, I'm not going to talk to you like one. Boom. Whoever wrote Lauren's lines should get an Emmy for that line alone. Obviously, she's had great quotes throughout the whole series. But that one really fucking hits. And if I'm ever in a fight with a friend, I don't care that I'm 29, almost 30, I will use that line. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it in my back pocket, and you should too. But Audrina just says they need to talk about it. Tell me why you're being so crazy to me. You know why, Lauren. No. It's really fucked up what I heard. Also, this is an episode where they blank out a lot of swear words. So the cast is actually very upset because you know MTV does not want to pay to censor their people. Unless it's like Jersey Shore or something, but not on the hills. And then Audrina doubles down. She's like, did you hook up with Justin or not? You're insane, Audrina. No, I'm not. You're serious. Yeah, I'm dead serious. Audrina, stop. Audrina, you're not going to win. You can believe whatever you want, but please stop talking shit about me to other people. It's really screwed up. I'm not kidding. All right, bye. And then Audrina leaves. And Lauren is like fuming. She's so pissed off. And again, this is like a true angry Lauren, I feel like. Like we've seen her be upset. We've seen her be hurt. But this is like, I'm going to fucking beat your ass, Audrina. Who would win in a fight? I mean, Audrina would win. She has a neck tattoo. Of course Audrina would win in a fight. The next scene, we're at Audrina's house because remember, like I said a billion times, like this ep this past episode, last week, week before, I really feel like Audrina was ready to be the main character. And I feel like on New Beginnings, they were going to try and make her be the main character, but she just, she's not main character energy. Audrina ends up calling Justin and leaves a message. She's like, I need to talk to you to clear this up. I know I was harsh, but with you not calling me back, it's freaking me out. All these things people keep putting in my ear about you and Lauren, it's making me sick. And what does Justin say? Doesn't Justin, in like season two or last season, probably season three, he's like, all these people put things in your ear and you want to believe them. And I was like, ooh, what a little recall to that moment when Justin was fucking gaslighting her. And then Audrina just goes, I need to hear you say no. So I'm not sure why she doesn't believe Lauren. Like, why does she need to hear it from Justin Bobby? You know what I mean? And I'm not saying Justin Bobby's not hot, because he is. I would sleep with Justin Bobby. But I don't think Lauren would. And I, I'm going to be pretty sincere with that, because I know a lot of people are like, I think she did it. I don't. It's almost like the sex tape rumor. I mean, sex tape. I'm not saying there wasn't a sex tape, but I'm saying if my best friend spread a rumor around that there was a sex tape, I would be just as mad as Lauren was. But this is way different. And obviously, Lauren has had a lot of friend issues being on the hills. And everyone will be like, well, that's Lauren then. And I'm like, no, listen, Lauren Conrad, I'll defend her to the death. 
I'll never forget the DM I got where they were like, you defend Lauren Conrad like she's your first child. And I'm like, she is, she's my baby. <laughs> All right, now we are at Bolt House and Holly shows up to talk to Heidi. Like, can you imagine if you're just sitting in your cube and your family member shows up and they're like, hey, what are you doing? Cause that's what Holly goes, says. She looks at her, she goes, what are you doing? I would be like, did somebody fucking die? Why are you here? But yeah, Holly's like, what are you doing? And <laughs> Heidi goes, I'm working. <laughs> By the way, she is working on a five like slide PowerPoint. I wish I could read the PowerPoint, but she's definitely making a PowerPoint. And Holly's like, why are you here? Why aren't you in your office? Oh, I don't have an office anymore. This is where I sit in my cubicle. <laughs> but Holly's like, do you have time to talk? And Heidi's like, yeah, follow me. So they go into the conference room to talk and Heidi says that she's been the best sister she could be. She's like, you know, I've been the best sister I could be, but I'm heard about you living with Lauren. And Holly's like, I didn't have much of a choice. You kicked me out. And then right away, Heidi's like, I didn't expect you to stay with us for that long. Honestly, my issue is with Spencer. He pushes everyone away. No, he doesn't. Did he tell you I came by the other day? Holly says as she like tilts her head to the side and stares at her sister, looks her dead in the eyes and like dramatic music's playing in the background. So did he tell you? And Heidi does not answer. She just kind of looks at Holly and looks away. And that is the end scene of Holly just showing up to Heidi's work and being like, hey, do you have time to chat? I guess re-watching it, I'm like, did I pick that up like when I watched it the first time? Because I have no recollection of a lot of these things that happen in later seasons. If I just thought that like, if my brother strolled up to my cube, he's like, hey, what are you doing? I'd be like, who fucking died? Seriously, I wouldn't be like, working. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so, I don't know. It's so funny. The next scene, we are at Cobra's and we see Audrina walking. It's a very slow-mo kind of walk. She's wearing all black as she does, looking fabulous. If I could dress like anybody on the show, it would definitely be Audrina. I always thought she had cool style. And again, I just want to apologize if you do hear any ringing in the background. I really do try and keep her busy away from like noisy toys, but a five-week-old kitten's going to do whatever the fuck she wants. Let me tell you that. But back to Audrina, she meets up with a very clean looking Justin Bobby. And in this scene, he's like rude to her. And he starts, he picks up this tiny glass of wine and starts sipping on it. And he gives me like a vampire vibe. I know that probably sounds really weird, but it's almost like a Damon Salvatore vibe. He's sitting there sipping on his little glass of red wine that could be blood for all we know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But he also has chipped black nail polish. He just, there's something about him. I'm like, ooh, vampire vibes, vampire diary vibes. But Audrina says that they need to talk about him and Lauren. Me and Lauren, what's there to talk about? Did you do it? You think I'd hook up with her? And again, this is one of those moments where I wish they weren't in a restaurant just so I could have gotten all the audio. But I also want you guys to go back and rewatch this episode. It is way more intense than I remember. Like eight pages of notes intense. You know, there's just little things that keep popping up in my mind. And Dino was so sincere. I told you, no, it didn't happen. And you know what? You can't talk to me the way you talk to me. And Justin goes, I've never talked to you like that. And she's like, I, d I know, I know. And she kind of starts stumbling over her words. And then Justin goes, you said, I hate you. Fuck you. You used me. After you don't call or text me back, why would I want to talk to you after all that shit you were saying? Good point. Good point. I mean, Justin's not wrong, but also Justin's also a monster. Justin has made her feel crazy plenty of times, but I will say in this scene, I think Justin's in the right. And then Audrina just goes, this is a huge rumor. And Justin just looks at her. He goes, I don't want to hear it. I want to leave the fuck right now. Right the fuck now is what he says. I'm sorry. 
And Justin seems genuinely angry. Like, I don't think, we've seen Justin annoyed. We've seen Justin be like unhappy. We've seen him be a dick, but he seems genuinely pissed. All I did was ask you, I talked to Lauren. She said no. It's not only you, Audrina, it's affecting all of us. I lost Lauren over this. And Justin's like still mad. Justin's like, okay, dude, I gotta go. I'm leaving, I gotta go. So he gets up and leaves and Audrina's just sitting there looking so upset because production made her spread this rumor. I don't know if production made her spread the rumor, but I feel like production maybe made her spread this rumor. Maybe Dino, her buddy Dino, who told her about this is like the director or whatever. The next scene, we are at a cafe and Lauren meets up with Steph. And of course, Steph needs to be there. She needs to stir the pot a little bit. So she sits down and she's like, I didn't even tell you about all the Audrina stuff. And Steph goes, I kind of know. I got a text from Audrina. Wow, is Lauren's response. Wow. Do you remember we used to say that all the time in like 2008 or 2009? Wow. Or at least people in my school did. And Lauren tells Steph about the awful conversation that they had. And Steph's like, well, he has hooked up with her friends before. Shut the fuck up, Steph. <laughs> Steph, you're not helping the situation. But me, that's the part that sucks. After she moved out, Steph says, which I don't really like understand what that has to do with anything. It's sad because we were getting along really well. And then Lauren says they're supposed to meet up tonight. And I don't think this is something we can ever come back. You can't let that happen with Audrina, Steph says in like a pleading voice. Why would I want a friend that doesn't trust me? And what does Steph say? Steph, Steph just rolls her eyes and goes, this is nuts. Like, I feel like that's a very Steph answer. It's almost like Audrina being like, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah, Steph's like, this is crazy. This is nuts. Now we are back at the Spidey abode and Heidi comes home and tells Spencer about the cube situation. She's like, I'm in a cubicle now. I don't have an office anymore. And she looks at Spencer and she goes, how was your day? Uneventful. Did you see anybody? Did you run into anybody you haven't seen in a while? Nope. And in my notes, this is when I go, Spencer might be hot in this scene. So I don't know what it is about this episode. Spencer, I don't know. I feel kind of weird. <laughs> but again, I want you guys to watch this episode because it's such a good fucking episode. And I wish I could do more audio clips, but I don't have money to pay MTV for copyright. And I've probably already used far too many audio clips that I shouldn't have. We are back at Audrina's house and she is hanging out with her sister, Casey. And Audrina tells Casey about how her and Lauren met up. And Audrina goes, she was looking at me like I was hurting her. Are you ready to apologize to her? Casey says, and Casey seems to be the voice of reason. I know Casey has kind of gone off on social media a few times, but definitely like in her Hills moment, she seems to be more the voice of reason. What did I do? She's upset that you accused her of it. I didn't accuse her. Yeah, you did. You did accuse her, Audrina. Like you're very confused with what you did, but you, you know what you did. And eventually like, she's like, I didn't do anything. I didn't accuse her. And after she said, no, I just needed to hear it from Justin, but I was so upset and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And Casey just goes, I think everybody needs to grow up. Well, Casey, if everybody grew up, we would not have a show. So no, everybody does not need to grow up. Now we are at Winston's. It's the showdown. It's the showdown between Lauren and Audrina. And again, it's one of those moments where I wish I could have recorded the whole thing. So you're just gonna have to deal with me doing a bunch of um, quoting and some dialogue. And after this, I'll just take a bow, so. <laughs> but we see Lauren and Lo, they're sitting at a table. They're with some boys and Lauren starts going, she's gone around town running her mouth for the past week. And I feel like that's why Lauren's the most mad 
because she didn't keep it in the show. She did not keep it a storyline in the show. And Audrina reluctantly approaches the table and she's like, we need to talk. So Audrina takes a seat across from Lo and Lauren and her friend is sitting on the end of the table. I never accused you, is what Audrina says. It's sad you didn't believe me. And Audrina just keeps defending herself. She's like, I didn't do anything wrong. Do you even understand what you're accusing me of? I asked you what, what am I supposed to do? I asked you. You're supposed to believe me because I'm your friend and I've never been anything but to you. Tell me what I've done to make you think that I'm capable of hooking up with Justin. Oh, and then Audrina starts getting mad. Audrina's like, I want this. I want this to be my show. I want to be main character energy. You want me to sit here and make a list for you? Yeah, yeah, I do right now. You guys have flirted before. And then Lawrence has another little gem of a quote. I would rather kill myself than hook up with him. He's disgusting. Justin disgusts me. I'm here to talk, not yell and fight. I didn't do anything. You swear to God? Audrina's like, you swear to God you didn't do anything? Oh my God, I told you I didn't. And then Audrina's like, I came here to resolve things. You did this. I didn't do anything. But I think Audrina was just so insecure in this moment, and especially with Justin, if someone did get in her ear, and especially if she wasn't really hearing from Justin, because again, I do not think that this was like a scripted thing. If production did tell anybody, it was only Audrina. She then tells Audrina that she's way worse than Heidi because Audrina's like, don't, don't compare me to Heidi. And she's like, no, Audrina, you're way worse. You went and did this. You know me. And Audrina just goes, apparently not. What? What, Audrina? I feel like Audrina's trying too hard to be hard. You know what I mean? You've known me for years and you don't know me well. And like Audrina just shakes her head and gets up walking away. And Lauren turns to low, puts her hands in her face, like hunches over and starts sobbing, like heavy, heavy tears. And Lo wraps her arms around her, consoles her, and that is how we end the episode. That is how we end this motherfucking drama-filled episode that I love so much. 10 out of 10. Definitely go back and watch it. I don't know if you guys watch along with the podcast. If you don't, highly suggest you watching episode 16 of season four. It is one of the best episodes of The Hills of all time, and I do not give it enough credit, and now I definitely will. It's definitely in my top five episodes, no doubt. Also, this past week, there was no Hills New Beginnings, and there was also no Siesta Key. Um, I was very confused why I came home and nothing was on my DVR. It was just the bold type. But I did see a couple cast members share something that a Hills fan page posted in their story being like, make sure that you put this in your story and that you watch The Hills because ratings are down if you want season three. And if they do have that like rated R like season that they said they had, it's time to bring that out if they want a season three because a lot of people are dropping off. I will say that. But that is the episode. And now we're going to get into some pop culture. There's a lot to talk about. And I hope you guys enjoy it. All right, my good biatches. <laughs> that was weird. Um, I hope you're ready for some pop culture. We got a lot of stuff to cover. Last week, Lord released her song, Solar Powered, which I actually really liked. I didn't think I liked it the first time I heard it. And then I listened a few more times. And I actually didn't like Green Light the first time I heard it. And now it's like on my always play, you know, I always play melodrama. It's one of the best albums of all time. I've said it multiple times, but I love how Lord was like, you hate the beach, you're such a damn liar. <laughs> Is that a good, that was a terrible Lord impression, but that's from um, Green Light. And then in this episode, and then in this music video, she is on the beach. So I'm like, is that a recall back to green light? Whatever it is, I'm really into it. I know a lot of people don't love it, but I think it's going to grow on us. And I'm really excited for her album. She said that there are hints 
to when her album's gonna be out. People think it's gonna be in August. Honestly, the only Easter eggs I can even wrap my mind around are Taylor Swift's. So I'm sorry, Lord, I cannot put that energy into when your album's gonna come out. I'm just gonna be surprised and I'm gonna love it. Speaking of a Taylor Swift Easter egg, she just dropped a bunch of 1989 merch. And I'm like, it can't be this easy. There's no way you're just giving this to us. Like this is just handing us that your next album is gonna be 1989. So maybe she's trying to throw us off. Do you think maybe she's trying to like throw us off and it's gonna be red or a different album? Who knows what's gonna happen? I'm ready for Speak Now. Speak Now is one of my top Taylor albums. Unfortunately, Reputation can't be recorded until like 2023, I think. But that's my number one. Then I think it's Folklore, then Speak Now. I will say that. Okay. Anyway, back to new music. Kelsey Ballerini also dropped a song with Lainey called I Quit Drinking. And I absolutely love the song. And I'm not just, I mean, I'm probably saying that because I love Kelsey Ballerini. But I think it's just such a good song. And it's very sad. But highly suggest you guys check that out. Drake also said he will be releasing an album this summer along with Khalid. And no, not together. Just two separate albums. But Drake said... It's gonna be called Certified Lover Boy. And I like Drake. I, I'm a Drake fan. I gotta say that. Another kind of interesting thing going on in the mu music world, and I don't know if you can really call it music world, but do you guys remember Josh Henderson? And no, it's not PETA from Hunger Games. That's Josh Hutcherson. Josh Henderson has always been like, oh yeah, that guy. Like when you see him, you're like, oh yeah, I know who he is. I know he dumped Ashley Simpson on the Ashley Simpson show. He's very like familiar, but I feel like he's never made it to the next level. Do you know what I mean? Like he's always been like, oh yeah, that guy. He's never been like, oh, that's Josh Henderson. Although I don't know if you guys know this, if you follow the challenge, here's some tea. He allegedly had a baby with Kendall who was just on the challenge, all stars. And he wants nothing to do with the kid. And like, he has not ever claimed it, but she's gone on being like, no, it's his kid. But that's drama for a different day. I think I've actually talked about it on the podcast before. But Josh Henderson just recently recorded a music video, but he had to go fund me for his fans to pay for the music video, which I thought was really weird. I don't know, that was interesting. I guess people do that for like shows. I know Steven and um, James Lafferty did that for Everybody's Doing Great, but that's like a Kickstarter, not a GoFundMe. And I don't know, someone sent that to me and they were like, can you talk about it? I'm like, it's just fucking weird. I don't know, I don't think of Josh Henderson ever. So yeah, that's some Josh Henderson tea, I guess. Also in the music world, Spice Girls Wannabe turns 25 this year, this month, and one of the greatest pop songs of all time. I think we can all agree with that growing up. I always wanted to be Sporty Spice. I always wore sweatpants. That's probably why I was Sporty Spice and played basketball. So I'm like, yeah, I'm Sporty Spice. But in my opinion, Sporty Spice has the best voice out of all the Spice Girls. I think it's funny how like Posh Spice would be like, sometimes they didn't even turn on my microphone. All right, Posh, we got you. But Posh is living that life with my man, David Beckham. So I don't know. Spice Girls were like so influential growing up. I had fucking platform shoes in second grade. Who allowed that? I think I only wore them once or twice. My mom was like, we wasted so much money on these. Because although we didn't have much, we didn't have like too much extra. My mom would always try and help me look cool. Um, but yeah, I can't believe Spice Girls wannabe is 25. I feel like I was in like second, first or second grade when I heard it for the first time. And then I'm like, I was, I guess four or five when it came out. So yeah, that makes sense. And I just want to say Spice Girls, thank you guys for giving me life. <laughs> I used to listen to them all the time. Saturday Night Divas is my favorite song by them, in case you were wondering. So the preview for the Gossip Girl reboot came out. And all I can say is whoever made that like sizzle reel, I guess you could call it, I know it's a promo, 
but it's definitely looks really good. And I do have HBO Max, so I am probably gonna watch it. And all I can say though, there is a part of me that wishes that we had like a teen drama with just like regular teens doing regular shit. I know, boring. But I'm kind of like, I don't need to see like 17 year olds have threesomes. Like I really, I don't need to watch that. I watched it already. I watched it on Gossip Girl. Like can't we have like weird virgins who are just trying to pass geometry? I guess that's Degrassi, right? I guess we did have that in Boy Meets World. But there is just the part of me that wants that normal TV show, I guess. But I'm still gonna watch Gossip Girl. Someone said it looked like Euphoria. I have not watched Euphoria, which is surprising to a lot of people, but maybe now that I have HBO Max, I'll give it a shot. I love Zendaya, so I might as well just give it a try. Also, Demi Lovato and G-Eazy were spotted holding hands, and I literally went, no, Demi, don't. G-Eazy, like, he just skis me out. I think he's like a skeevy dude. And you never hear like good things about G-Eazy, especially when people date him. Like Halsey was like, you fucked me up. And Ashley Benson's like, I will never fucking be with you again. And I feel like he just, he's, he's no good. He has a dark, dark aura, if I do say so myself. But luckily Demi and G-Eazy are only shooting a music video together. And I'm not saying Demi has like the brightest aura either. I'm not saying Demi's like the best person at either but I think them together would just be like too much chaos that I, I don't have time for right now. I don't have the mental capacity to deal with that. <laughs> As you guys know, Lamar Odom and Aaron Carter got into a fight over the weekend and by got in a fight, had an actual boxing match in Atlantic City. I don't know if any of you guys were there. If you were there, please tell me everything about the atmosphere. I need to know everything. But Lamar Odom ended up winning. He knocked Aaron Carter out. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say. Lamar Odom's like nine inches taller than him, so it makes sense that Lamar Odom won. I did think Aaron had a shot though. I mean, he grew up fighting Nick Carter, so I assumed that he would have a little bit of a shot, but I was incorrect. A new couple alert, Kanye West and Irina Shayank are dating, and she has dated Cristiano Ronaldo, and she has a baby with Bradley Cooper. Seems like all of her relationships last about five, four to five years. I mean, maybe some kind of contract. I don't know. I don't know what NT Lawyer says. But I guess we'll see what happens with this relationship. I know that she has been in Kanye's fashion shows and she was also in a music video with him. I believe it was the Power music video. But either way, like Kanye gets beautiful women. It's that simple. I don't know what it is, if it's his charisma, if it's his fashion, <laughs> if it's his shoes that look like T-Rex heads, I'm not sure. But it seems like models really enjoy Kanye West. And I actually, I like Kanye's music. I'm gonna say that as a Swifty, I think I'm allowed to say that. He's a talented dude. I'm not gonna say he's not talented. Now there is definitely something in the water though because Benefer was just spotted having their first PDA smooch. And you know what? They are faking it, but there's a part of me that's like, let them fake it. You know, if they wanna do this, if they wanna get in some press, just, just go with it. And their kiss was like so weird. It looked like Ben couldn't stop laughing through it and his eyes were open. And then like he pulls away and puts his whole face into JLo's neck and JLo's son like runs up with the phone. It's really just an interesting clip. And of course it is done by Backgrid. And I feel like Nobu is like a very fancy place, but that's where they were spotted kissing. We shall see what happens with these two. I'm guessing they're gonna have a hot girl summer together. 
And it's funny, somebody was like, stop doing predictions, you're always wrong. <laughs> you were wrong about MGK and Megan Fox. Listen, I am right 22% of the time. I had almost A-Rod in um, J-Lo's breakup like speech. I said it almost word for word of what they wrote. So usually I am spot on. I was wrong about MGK and Megan Fox. I can admit when I'm wrong though. And one really like twist about this whole Benefer thing is that Katie Holmes and A-Rod spent the night together allegedly. He was spotted walking out of her apartment in New York City. Honestly, if Katie Holmes wants to get with A-Rod, like she has already dated, I mean, was fucking married to Tom Cruise. Like she can go through anything. Maybe she just wants to hook up with someone who's kind of hot. I know, is it weird if I say A-Rod's hot? I know people don't really think he is, but I always thought A-Rod was a good looking guy and I like him on Shark Tank, so whatever. Good for Katie Holmes, good for A-Rod, good for Benefer, good for us because it's more entertainment for us. But I now need like a Lifetime movie about Benefer, A-Rod, Katie Holmes. And you know what would make this a true trifecta? If somehow Jennifer Garner ended up dating Jamie Foxx. Because of course, Jamie and Katie dated for a really long time. You guys know one of my favorite celebrity couples of all time. And it makes me so sad that they broke up. Like, and then he started dating all these young women. Pfft. Jamie Foxx, why, why did you break up with Katie? I don't know what happened between them. I'm assuming that the worst. <laughs> But imagine if Jennifer Gardner got with Jamie Foxx and then that's a Lifetime movie I need to watch. So do you guys remember David Archuleta? He's from American Idol. He actually came out as gay, which I think was really like impressive because he's very religious. He left the pop music so he could be like a, something with his church, do something with his church. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not like well-versed. I believe he's Mormon and he left pop music so he could like practice his faith and do it correctly. And he's come out and he's like, you know, I still do believe in God. I'm still very faith-based, but you know, I can't help who I love, which I think is kind of brave of him. I think it's really hard if you are in a very like religious family or have a lot of religious friends or whatever it may be, not everybody may be open-minded to the fact that you're gonna love who you love. And if you are religious listening to this and you do believe that, like, I'm obviously not talking about you. I'm just saying, I know in some religions it is really hard to come out and he's using his voice and he's talking about it. And I give him a lot of credit for that. Maybe he can help other people feel comfortable to come out and be themselves. In other news, Amelia Hamlin, who is dating Scott Disick, is 20 now. She's 20 years old, so he's no longer dating a teenager. Um, I'm sure that within two years, he'll be trading her out for a different teenager. So Amelia, enjoy it while you can. Ugh. He looks like he's like made out of leather. Scott Disick looks like a fucking mess. Um, I don't even feel bad saying that. I don't think he's a great guy. Um, yeah, so those are my thoughts. He gave her some kind of diamond encrusted cross or something, cross necklace, and she was crying so hard and I'm like, this man's dripping in diamonds. And he gave out like Rolexes for his birthday gift, like birthday um, gift bag. So he could have given you more. Also, I don't know if you guys remember a week or two ago, he posted a really graphic image of her climbing up on their bookcase or something. And of course she's 20, so people are gonna be like, well, she's an adult, she can make her own mistakes. And I'm like, you're right, she can, but Scott Disick has a pattern. And he's gonna end up dating a 20, he's gonna end up dating an 18 year old in two years anyway, so whatever. All right guys, so this is where my rant is gonna come in. So as you guys know, I have a lot of thoughts about Morgan Wallen. And last time I talked about this, I did get a lot of like angry DMs. I got a lot of one star ratings. 
but I have to talk about it, I do. Country Music revoked the ban that they had on Morgan Wallen. If you don't know, Morgan Wallen was caught saying the N-word on camera. There are plenty of people who say he's a kid, he was drunk, he was this, he was that. No, that's a part of his vocabulary. And I actually had a conversation with my friends before the CMT Awards about it. And I was like, you know, he just, in my opinion, this is how I feel, okay? So I am not gonna listen to him. I'm not gonna support him. I'm not gonna tell you guys what to do. And that's what I said to my friends. And they were like, yeah, but we've all said things when we were drunk or when you're younger, you say words. I'm like, first of all, he's 27. Second, no, I don't say that word. There are words that I've had to unlearn. I don't say that's so gay anymore. I don't say that's so R word. Like, I don't even like saying that word. But I'm sure if you looked at my statuses in 2009, I, I said that kind of stuff. But eventually you have to unlearn that and you have to grow and you have to be a better person. So I grew up in a family very conservative and very, <laughs> very something. But my grandparents would say the N-word like it wasn't a swear. And one time I told them it was a swear and they said, no, it wasn't. But I still knew not to say it. Because again, a couple of my friends were like, well, it's how he grew up. No, I grew up in the Northeast and my grandparents said that word like it was nothing. So again, it's that thing where it's like, I can't, you need to like, you need to take responsibility. And he said he was gonna meet with people from like the NAACP in Nashville. He never did that. Allegedly he went to rehab, I heard. But I guess I got so frustrated because they're quietly letting Morgan Wallen come back to country music, and he makes a lot of money for country music. People love Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen fans ended up buying billboards in Nashville saying enough is enough, which, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. But all I could think about the whole time when I was like, what the fuck? Like, they're already doing this. In, in my opinion, he hasn't done really anything other than apologize twice and start putting demos in his story and his fans started streaming his music more and he broke records. But all I could think of was the Dixie Chicks and how the, or the Chicks, I'm sorry, and how the Chicks have been banned from country radio for damn near 20 years. So I ended up watching the Shut Up and Sing documentary. It's on Pluto, T Pluto TV, which is a free app that you can get on your Fire Stick, Roku, whatever you have, your smart TV. And growing up, I do remember this happening. I was in like sixth or seventh grade and I always thought they said like, fuck Bush or something like that. What they said, was we are ashamed George Bush is from Texas. That is all they said. They didn't say fuck the troops. They didn't say anything like that. All they said was we are ashamed. And they got death threats. They got taken off of country radio. And they still haven't come back. Like every once in a while you might hear landslide or wide open spaces or something like that. But I rarely hear them on country music or even artists playing them. Actually, somebody DM'd me because of my stories over the weekend, I was a little drunk and I was saying how like I was really upset by this and I didn't say what it was exactly, but I put enough hints where people were like, oh yeah, I get it. And they were like, you know, I saw Miranda Lambert and Little Big Town just a few years ago. They started playing Goodbye Earl and people flooded the exits. And I guess there's a part of me, I'm like, did people even realize what the Dixie Chicks say and said? They didn't even swear. Whereas Morgan Wallen can throw these racist words out there and not, and like just quietly come back to country music. It's so frustrating to me. And, and then I got even more mad because I remembered that the CMAs completely scrubbed the Beyonce and Dixie Chicks collaboration that they did in 2016 at the CMA Awards because everybody was saying, and this was after Lemonade and after the um, Super Bowl performance when everyone decided to hate Beyonce. 
So CMAs knew what they were doing, putting these two controversial people together. And then the outcry was, you know, you have someone up there who hates the troops. Nobody hates the troops. Nobody hates the troops. Dixie Chick said, we support the troops. We don't support their commander in chief, though. They support the troops. They love the troops. That's what they said. And they just went off and the CMAs completely scrubbed it. But like, I don't, you like to think that country music has grown a bit, but it clearly hasn't. You can, you can go out there, throw a racial slur. Everybody is like, no, it's a mistake. He's a kid. He's like 28 years old. He has a child. And again, I understand that people grow up in certain areas of the country where certain words are used. It was used in my family and I don't use it. You know, I have been drunk many a times in my day and I have never thrown that around. And I guess that's why I'm so frustrated. I'm so frustrated to see that he is not held to the same standards as they held women to, as they ugh, just, it, I don't know how to like articulate this properly because it makes me so frustrated. And I just, I wish that this could be a conversation, but instead people are gonna come at me and tell me I love cancel culture and that I don't think people are allowed to grow or whatever the fuck they think. But that's not the truth. I think people should be allowed to grow. But I also think people need to be held accountable. And I think country music radio needs to be held accountable for how different they've treated these two artists. Just that come to mind. Whew. Yeah. So I am pretty upset about that. And I know that people will not like me saying that. And it just, it is what it is. And I think we need to talk about it more. How different these two people are being treated when one said a racial slur but he was drunk, but he's young, but he's drunk, but he has so much talent, he'll learn. And someone just said they were like upset that someone was from somewhere that they're from. And guess what? People say shit about the president all the time now. And yeah, 2003 was a little bit different, but a lot of people disagreed with the war. A lot of people were upset by it. And I was watching that Shut Up and Sing documentary and I was like, I can remember asking my mom being like, why the fuck are people running over their CDs? They paid money for those CDs. And of course, my mom was like, well, you shouldn't bash the president. And I'm like, well, I don't fucking know. I'm in seventh grade. Like, all I want to do is watch the OC. But yeah, so that's my rant. I'm really, really upset by how country music has treated Morgan Wallen compared to the Dixie Chicks. And I'm going to leave it at that. I think it's really, you know, you need to kind of look at the big picture. Um, and the big picture is Dixie Chicks have never been, I'm sorry, the Chicks. I keep calling them Dixie Chicks. They change their name to the Chicks. The Chicks have never, ever been able to bounce back in country radio, even when they came out with Not Ready to Make Nice, which they wrote about how somebody wanted to like fucking kill them for the things that they said when someone said they were gonna go to their concert and shoot them up because they had an opinion, because they have a voice. And it just, it's really disheartening to see this play out the way it has. And yeah, that's my rant. And again, I don't support uh, cancel culture. I will cancel people myself. Like, I won't support artists if I don't like what they've done. You know, Taylor Swift is going to be in a David O. Russell movie. I'm not going to watch that fucking movie because David O. Russell is a piece of shit and I can't believe that she signed on to do it. Whew. But yeah, that's my rant. Uh, rant done. Now, as we wrap up Pop Culture Brunch, I'm sorry about that rant. I do feel bad. I know that going off and making you guys listen to that isn't fair, but, you know, it just, it is what it is. Um, Army Hammer did go to rehab, like I said he was going to, and he said he had sex issues. He allegedly, he allegedly raped and branded people. I would say that's a little bit more than sex issues, but I want to end this pop culture brunch on a higher note. 
we want to end this on a positive note. So I'm going to end it with Sophia Bush, Hillary Burton, and Joy Lenz are getting together to take back One Tree Hill. They are going to do a rewatch series on a podcast called Drama Queens. I'm so excited for it. I love the OC rewatch with Rachel Bilson and Melinda Clark. So I'm sure I'm going to love this one. And I love that they are taking back One Tree Hill. Now, as we wrap up the podcast, we're going to do unqualified advice and take what you will out of it. But I hope you enjoy it. Somebody wanted to know about budgeting, and that is something I'm actually very good at. So let me tell you my tips. I keep a log of almost everything I buy, and I make sure to not go below a certain point. So when I am getting to like my uncomfortable money zone, I stop buying shit. <laughs> like it's that simple. I think it's really important to have like a spot where you don't want to go lower than and keep that in mind. Um, one thing I like to do is take my rent out of my paycheck right away if I can. I think that helps me a lot. And yeah, I think you just have to keep in mind, like, say you don't want to go below $1,000. Let's say that. Keep that in mind and make sure you do not go below $1,000. And then eventually you can be like, oh, I actually saved money this month. I don't want to go behind, go below $1,200. So I think just, like I said, keeping that number in your mind and being very aware of your purchases, I can usually get within like $20 of my bank account with what I've bought. I can usually get a pretty good guess on it. So I think, so that's what I do at least, and I hope that helps. Also, bring your lunch to work <laughs> and eat at home as much as you can. Advice for someone who feels stuck and unmotivated. Move. If you want to move, try a new city. If you want a new job, try a new job, especially if you can like afford to leave a job without a job, as I did back in March. I almost couldn't afford it. It got really scary by the end of that. But I definitely think if you feel stuck, you need to do something to move. Maybe go on vacation by yourself. That's something I actually really want to do. I want to go to Big Sky, Montana because I've heard it's beautiful and I want to go like by myself. I want to take a trip, just me and nature and my phone, <laughs> of course. But yeah, maybe take a trip by yourself and just kind of get to know yourself again. That's something I'm really trying to do. Um, you know, I, I talked to a therapist. I'm kind of working through a lot of the trauma that I went through as a child. And I'm just starting to get to know like me as a 29-year-old instead of that inner child that's like so frustrating. And I know it's not exactly the same. But if you're unmotivated, then you're probably unhappy at work. You're probably unhappy in something in your life. And I think it's important to change that. So spruce up your resume. Let's get you a new job, girly. This one's really interesting. Recognizing negative traits or qualities learned from family and how to stop them. I definitely have negative traits that I've learned from family. I think recognizing them first is the most important thing you can do. And once you recognize them, you need to work through them. You know, there are certain things that I do that remind me of my mom. There are certain things I do that remind me of my dad, my brother, whoever. And I just need to be like, how can I change this? It made me upset. Now I'm upsetting other people because I'm doing what upset me. So how can I make this better? And again, therapy. I always say therapy is a way to go. I know therapy can be expensive though. So maybe like write in a journal and try and come up with ways that you will be better. You know, when I was, this is actually someone asked about like, how do you deal with a toxic roommate? I was a toxic roommate. When I first moved to Nashville, this girl let me live with her. I didn't have a job. She let me move in with my cat. And by the end of it, I was a fucking bitch to her for like really no reason. I was just frustrated because she'd do like little things. And I made it very tense. And I feel so bad about it. 
And I did end up apologizing to her and, you know, we're not friends or anything, but I'm glad I apologized. But I think it's just taking ownership of the bad things you do. Everybody's toxic in their own way. And once you realize how you're toxic, usually you can work through that. Um, I can be judgmental. That's something I can definitely be. I can judge people and judge them like pretty quick because I'm a very outgoing person. And if someone's really quiet and doesn't talk much at first, I'm like, do they hate me? Are they like rude? Like what the hell? Like you just need to remember not everyone's like you too. That's important. But as far as family goes, unfortunately you are stuck with them, but there is nothing wrong with not picking up the phone when the family member calls. I want to remind everybody of that. Um, somebody did ask, how long should I wait before getting a new pet after mine passes? I think that's up to you. I waited over a year, a year and a half, until someone literally said I found a kitten on the side of the road. So I think it's all up to you, and you'll know when you're ready. I don't think I was ready for Jolene, I'll be totally honest. And I've had trouble bonding with her because of that. But eventually, we're, but we're better now <laughs> than we were last week, which I'm happy about. But yeah, I think you just kind of know. I know some people who got a new pet two weeks after their pet passed away. And like, that's not something I could do. But I can't judge someone for doing that if that's what was right for them. So I think that you'll know when the right time, when it's the right time to get a pet. You'll know. Annoying neighbors. Be fake and act chill or be real and call them out on their bullshit. Um, I think it depends. I think it really depends. There are some people you can call out on their bullshit and they'll take it well. Some people don't take it well. Um, so yeah, that's my advice if they're cool people. Just be like, hey, can you guys like turn your music down? Usually I feel like if you were to go over and be like, hey, can you turn your music down or whatever, like they might listen unless they're complete pieces of shit. But I would talk to them. And then if they keep like being assholes, pull a full on Karen on them. Fuck that. Especially if they're ruining your sleep. I moved to like a more um, popular street and almost every night, every Sunday, someone is leaving the bar across the street wasted and they're like, whoa, and screaming and they wake me up and I almost like want to yell out my window like, shut the fuck up. Haven't done it yet, but who's to say I won't? All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. I had a blast. Like I said, it's been a while since I've done a, uh, a solo podcast and I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm sorry about my rant. There is a part of me that's like, just delete it, just delete it. You don't want to get into that like negativity and all this stuff, but I'm going to leave it up there. I'm going to leave it up for the world to listen to if they want to. And I will talk to you guys next week. Hopefully we get some more. I have sent out some emails, so hopefully we get some cool guests on soon. If not, I like just hanging out just us, you know? You know, we've been going pretty, we've been going pretty um, steady for a while now. Um, also, Laguna Beach is turning four this month. That's kind of crazy, right? That's absolutely bananas. But make sure you rate, subscribe, follow, all that fun stuff. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.